Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We we'll ask and we we'll say in this service, um, there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. Uh, we can behold and comprehend the mysteries of Christ clearly. Our minds are fixed on His grace. Our hearts are stable on His love. We can assimilate and understand what God will have to say in this service. And I say everything that needs to be said is said. Everything that needs to be done is done. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You're not saying amen like you mean it. Amen. amen. Alright, the leading of the Spirit. We started something two days ago. Um, we, we said, look at John 10. And, I, and you would not... People did not agree. I said, should we be using John 10 for any time we want to teach the leading of the Spirit? People did not say anything. Should we? John 8, sorry. Should we be using John 8? John 8, 12. How many of you agree for John 8, 12? You said the ball is in my court. No, let it be in your own court now. Should we? Should we? No, you are not saying anything. Okay, so I should be doing as my as my body feels. <laughs> All right, look at John 8, 12. It says, And Jesus spake again to them, saying, What did he say? I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have what? The light of life. And 2 Timothy 3, 15 says, Go to 2 Timothy 3, 15. Oh, say, ah, you script your 2 Timothy 3, 15. No, I won't. <laughs> 2 Timothy 3, 15. It says, As from a child, Thou hast known what? The holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, true faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And it says, All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, which is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all what? Good works. So that shows when we study, I is the believer first of all being led by the written word. Do you get it? The believer is led first of all by the written word. So, our major deal on the leading of the Spirit will be hell bent on the written word. Because Paul's instruction to Timothy is as from a child, thou hast been able, thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which is able to make thee wise. Wise is the Greek word what? Sophizo. Huh, Sister Constantine. <laughs> Sophizo. Sophizo. Sophizo means what? Skillful. So you 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 so the written word helps you to be skillful. It helps you to place your judgment side by side. The written word helps you. It even helps your mind. There's something we'll still study in the course of this series is your mind. We'll study what is the mind all about. And we'll explore the mind, we'll explore the mind, we'll explore conscience. What, what's this? My conscience is dealing with me. Okay, how is your conscience dealing? We see it in this series. <laughs> I am ready for them to learn. <laughs> you are <just> saying yes. <laughs> so your, your, your conscience has been dealing with you. Abyss. You want to know what your conscience is? You want to know what the mind is? We'll do it. Maybe we can't get there to the video or something. Oh, look at it. So, I, I explained to you that and so where, where, where did Paul get his instructions from? Or where did Paul get his writings from? He got everything from where? The Old Testament. So that shows you and I today can safely teach from where? The Old Testament. 
and we can safely explore every subject of the scriptures from the Old Testament. We can explore the leading of the Spirit, we can explore prayer, we can explore fasting, we can explore every, every, every things of the scriptures from the Old Testament. So, look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah 10 verse 23, we were there last week. Um, not last week, but there two days ago. Jeremiah 10 23. Jeremiah 10, 23. It says, you know, you should learn to always be content. Be, be contented with what you have. I don't know, I just said to say that. Be contented with what you have. Anyway, look at Jeremiah 10, 23. It says, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. So that shows Direction is a very vital part of human existence. Direction. See, at every point in your life, you will need direction. Direction on who to marry. Direction on where to go. Direction on where to live. Direction on your ministry location. Direction on, on what steps to take. Direction on which job to pick. Direction on... Five suitors, who should I pick? <laughs> suppose suppose is the money who I want, the one that has the money. No. Generation on one million dollar job and ten thousand dollar job. You say, ah. <laughs> Where would God want me to go? <laughs> what else? Bible says, you will be quoting the scripture. Bible says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Ah, ah. Why can't I enjoy? You will need directions. You will see, you will see, maybe you're a guy, you see, huh, a white girl, you see a black. Who should I pick? <laughs> you know, I say, ah, I think black is beautiful. Even, you will not say, even Jesus is black. <laughs> so what do you say? No, if you watch Jesus' movie, he's light. Ah. <laughs> you will have dreams. <laughs> you you would you will need direction. You will need direction. You will need direction on what to do. So direction is very vital to human existence. Very vital. And I said, when you study the Old Testament, you will see that there are prophecies. There are prophecies or promises that lead and guide me. There are a lot of them. And we, ex we explored some of them. We explored, look at Psalm 32 verse 8. Let's see one of them again before we move forward. Psalm 32 verse 8. Psalm 32 verse 8. Psalm 32 verse 8. Psalm 32 verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee the way which thou should go. And it says, I will guide thee with my eyes. So that is God's promise of God's fulfillment. That's God's promise. What he has said to do. Psalm 32 verse 8. I will guide you with my own eyes. So that is what God promised. It is a personal guidance. He's not trying to do it with the aid of an intermediary. That's personal. It's something he would do. It's something he would do. He has made that as a, as a promise. He has made that as, 
as something he has told himself to do. Now, look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36, verse 25 to 27. 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 Ezekiel 36, verse what? 25 to 27. It says that I will sprinkle and I would sprinkle clean water upon you and this shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all idols and I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you an heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statue, and ye shall keep my judgment, and ye shall keep my judgment, and do them. So, it says, I will. Notice that word, I will. I will. It says, I will put my spirit, my statue, my judgment. That emphasis that he put there, it's us to see what Ezekiel prophesied that Ezekiel is prophesying of God's personal commitment. What God has said he will do by himself is promise. He says he will put a new spirit and that's where we stopped last week. He said he will put a new spirit I mean two days ago sorry not last week. <laughs> he said he will put a new spirit and he, will, and, and he says it will put it will cause us to walk in this statue. And I explained to you that the word statue there is from the Hebrew word shock. Shock. C-H-O-Q. It implies a condition. A state of being. A condition. A state of being. A condition. A state of being. And I said, so I mean, I, 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 a condition is so. What Ezekiel prophesied was that he will put a new condition in man. Are you getting this now? So when he says he will put a new spirit and cause them to walk in the saddle, so that shows he will put a new condition. How many of you have gone to a mechanic workshop before? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Now, how many of you have seen where they remove an engine, the engine of a car, and replace it with another engine? Well, inside move. Okay, how many of you have worked more calic? And that's the best. <laughs> you saw how they were replacing things. Okay, let me tell you a story. My daddy used to drive one car. <laughs> My father. <laughs> He used to drive one car called Lore. Daston, no, is it Nissan Lore or Daston Lore? I don't, I don't know which, which is that one. So, he used to do something. He did something one year when we were in primary school. What he did was that he, he bought a new, huh? Is that what? He got, he got a new 
He got a new car, a new lorry. Then the same time, they painted it the same exact color as the old one. They, <laughs> I asked him, Daddy, why did you do that? Why did you not let everybody miss a new? He said, He now said, I did not have money to buy a new car. And this one, it has the end of the life of this one is finished. You know, when somebody uses car and the car is finished, you know, when you use car to the very end. So, my father used that car to the very end. That the car, you know, those cars that when, when they are driving, it, you, it is to distinguish you out in school that your father has come. <laughs> <laughs> So, my father used that car, then bought the same exact type and painted it. That's a new condition. <laughs> you know, to the outside world, it's still the same thing. But we, that we know the problem, we know the story, is a new condition. We celebrated the new car. Different seats inside. The seats changed. But we know it's still the same product, same sound, but at least it was more better. So nobody, I was expecting that I would get to church the next Sunday. Because, you know, when they tell you, the, when they tell you something is new, you know, you will always change to is new, you know. So I was expecting that my friend would say, ah, did your father change this car? Nobody said it, everybody else. Past and look at you like you are still poor. <laughs> Do you get the deal? So now, that is what God did. You know, your whole body did not change. You know, when you got born again, it's not as though you did not put it on your head, born again. <laughs> it doesn't even do it. Not, you know, they don't change your head. I just say, they don't, they are, they don't stamp it past something as it, born again. Or your looks now became old. Or you now you now change location. You are now from Zion. You know some people they ask them, where are you from? You say from Zion. Brother, you are from Ijecha. Oh, Ileluji. But I say where you are from. He <laughs> say, say, where are you from? I'm from the heavenly places. Eh? <laughs> anyway. So it says it will put a new what? Condition. Condition. Does it make sense to you now? Does it make sense? Alright. Now. So it will put a new condition in man. And what is that condition? His spirit. That condition he puts in you is his spirit. So, and that's the new creation. That's that's everything. So the man indwelt by the spirit of God will naturally walk in his statue. You know, a new car will naturally operate like a new car. Okay, just like that, my father's old car, right? You know, if they start the engine, it will start like an old car. But the new car will start like a new car, despite it looks the same. Do you get it? So, a man who is born again, who is indwelt by the Spirit of God, would naturally walk in a statue, in a status, and that's the spirit. We would naturally walk by the spirit of God. So, we as believers, we walk by the spirit. 
We move by the Spirit. Even our timing is by the Spirit. Do you know there are decisions you want to make and the Spirit of God will just say, hold on. I was saying this on... on I was saying this on, on Sunday and I said this. I told you guys, I said, you know there are things you will have the money to do, to buy. Don't necessarily buy them. Hold on. Check in your spirit if you should buy it now. It's not as though you don't have the money or it's not as though the money is not yours. But do you know you can be led of God to use the money for something else? Hold on. Don't, don't be a reckless spender. You know, when things are coming this repetitive, it means God is trying to make you flexible. Maybe you are still adding somewhere. <laughs> I'm not mentioning you, baby Brown. You would have mentioned him. <laughs> so, God will lead you. So, in other words, God will lead and guide man by his spirit. God will lead and guide man by his spirit that is indwelling in man. Where is the spirit? Is he on the head? No. The spirit is where? In you. So, it will guide you by the spirit that is indwelling in you. So, directions majorly are not from outside. I was listening to Reverend Talks yesterday morning. He said something, he said, when somebody gives you an utterance that doesn't align with God's plan for your own life, because you know God's plan for your life, trade away or hang it somewhere. You know, you should not be somebody that is led by. You should not be a believer that is waiting for an utterance to know how to be led. You have the Spirit of God within you. Utterances sometimes should confirm. I just tell you, you know, hello. Uh-huh. Okay, you know, <laughs> you know, you would, you know, even at midnight, you can have a prompting. Leave most of your time very sensitive. Don't be careless, especially at night. When everywhere is quiet, when it's as though there's no distraction, you can just suddenly wake up and something might drop in your heart. Don't say, Oh, I'm still sleepy. Pay attention. And you get what I'm saying? Especially at night. I don't know if that bless so. How many of you get impressions in the midnight? You just wake up, some things just come to your mind, to your spirit. To your How many of you pay attention to those things? More we come in this coming days. Yes. Yes, thank you, Father. Alright, let's... I don't think I'm not intending to do this. Trust thing that Alright, let's... You're the focus. <laughs> Alright, so... So, the prophecy of Ezekiel was concerning the new birth. Do you get it now? What was Ezekiel prophesying about? When he says, I will put a new spirit within you. I will cause you to... He was prophesying about the new birth, the new creation. Look at Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. Let's go to Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. 
Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. The leading of the Spirit. Pay attention to details. Ah! Okay, Frank, that thing's called the red, the brown, the skits, the brown, the cut. I feel like you guys prayed for this meeting. Dan Shatter, brown, the sister, the brown, the skits, the brown, You know, in paying attention to details, and in paying attention to just even the teaching, you can get the basic information you need. Always give your full attention to the whole service. Right from the opening prayer to even the closing prayer. Pay attention. Listen well. You will learn to work on your listening. You will learn to work on your listening. Don't always listen to respond. Yes, yes. The frequency is about hard for hour. Don't always listen to respond. Listen because you want to know. When people are talking to you, listen. You will work on your listening. You will work on your listening. Because therein lies basics info, basic informations you will need. So dear believer, work on your listening. Say I work on my listening. Say I work on my listening. Pray over your listening. Just just lift your voices. Pray in tongues. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. Lift your voices and just pray that, that you walk with your listening. You are not too added. You are not too added. You are not too added to not listening. You are not too added to not listening. You are not too added to not listening. Zephra Kanta Braka Frata Skanda Brakata Frata Skanda Ba Mante Sulte Vrende Brata Skanda Manda Brata Skanda Ba Then you are not too added to not listening. You are listening for details. You pay attention. You listen when people are talking to you. Your act is not rebellious. Your act is not rebellious. You listen for corrections. You listen for instructions. You listen for details. Pray for yourself. Pray, 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 pray. Pray for yourself. Manda Frankenstein. Pray for yourself. You listen for details. Hallelujah. Praise God. Alright, let's continue. Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. I didn't plan for this. Ah, but you know what? This is the teaching of the leading of the Spirit. <laughs> Alright, Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. It says, But ye are not in the flesh. How, how are you not in the flesh? Because you are born again. Does it make sense? But you are not in the flesh. So how would you yield to the flesh? Your own will. Do you get it? But you have left that level. Sorry to... Alright, let me continue. That's no mind. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, and the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it shall raise up Christ from the dead and quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Look at 1 Corinthians 2 2. I want to open a couple of scriptures to tell you that what Ezekiel was prophesying, what was he prophesying? The new birth. 
the new creation. When he was saying, I will put my spirit, as he happened today, it has happened. So look at 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2.12. 1 Corinthians 2.12. Are you there? Alright, it says, Now, we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are what? Freely given to us of God. By God. Look at 3 verse 16. 1 Corinthians 3.16. The next, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that your body, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the spirit of God dwell, dwells in you. So you see that Ezekiel's prophecy has been fulfilled. He says he will put his spirit in them and he will cause them to walk in his status. But now in the new creation now, in the new covenant, we are finding out that that spirit is already in us. And we are now the temple of God. Does it make sense to us? Yes. All right now. All right, look at look at um, 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 to 20. 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 But he that is joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth with, without the body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye have Ye are not your own. In says, but you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, which is in your spirit, which are God's. You know, it's making it seem as though your body and your spirit is even one. <laughs> you know, that's why it's making it seem as though, but no. Anyway, look at 2 Corinthians 3.14. 2 Corinthians 3.14. 2 Corinthians 3.14. 2 Corinthians 3.14. Look at it, it says, but their minds were blinded. No, 13, 14, sorry. 13, 14, not 3, 14. 13, 14. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Look at Galatians 3, 14. Galatians 3, 14. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through what? Faith. Look at Galatians 4, verse 6 to 7. Galatians 4, verse 6 to 7. It says, And because ye are sons, God has set forth the Spirit of His Son into your heart, crying, What? Abba, Father. Wherefore, Thou art no more servant, but a son. And if a son, then yes of God, true what? True Christ. Look at 1 John 3.24. 1 John 3.24. So you see, that's the new creation. 1 John 3.24. 1 John 3.24. 1 John 3.24. It says, And he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abided in us, and by his spirit which he has given us. Look at 1 John 4.13. 1 John 4.13. Whereby we know that we that dwell in him, he in us, because he has given us his spirit. Hallelujah. So, you see, he, he has given us that spirit. So, you know, the prophecy of Ezekiel, where he was saying, I will give you the spirit. Has that prophecy been fulfilled now? 
it has been fulfilled. So now, that's the new creation. The man in Christ. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.16. 2 Corinthians 5.16. 2 Corinthians 5.16 to 17. It says, And wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are what? Become new. You know, says, so we are so that's the new creation, right? All things are passed away, all things have become new. So all right, let me let's let's see some few scriptures. Look at Ephesians 2:15. Ephesians 2.15, before I start explaining some things. Look at Ephesians 2.15. It now says, Having abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the law of commandment, contained in the ordinances, to make in himself twin one man, so making peace. Look at Ephesians 4.24. Somebody say, ah, we are opening to too many scriptures. Why where, where not? Why shouldn't we? What did you come to open here? Is it Quran? <laughs> <laughs> and that you put on the new man, which is after God, created in righteousness and true what? Holiness. Look at Colossians 3.10. Can't you calm down? Uh-uh. <laughs> Colossians 3.10. Colossians 3.10. It says... Uh, and have and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, and after the image of him that created him. So now, the prophecy given to Ezekiel concerning God's promise of the spirit, indwelling man, causing man to naturally walk in his status, has been fulfilled today. We are now in that. Pro- we we. We are now in the fulfillment of the prophecy. It has been fulfilled in Christ. So, that was what Paul was trying to explain in his letters. When we read in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12, 1 Corinthians 2 verse that the promise of the Spirit, that the promise of the Spirit of God, the indwell is now indwelling in man. And it has been fulfilled in Christ. And it was received. How did he receive it? You receive it by faith in the gospel. When you believe the gospel, that's when you receive the promise. You receive the spirit. So a man is being led by the spirit. You are being led by the spirit. So anyone who believes the gospel of Christ is indwelt by the spirit of God and can be led by the Spirit. Say, I am led by the Spirit. Oh, you're not, talk, you're not talking. I am led by the Spirit. You see, you know, do you know how many times you have said, I am confused to yourself? You know, you have to, you have to use your words to channel things right. And tell yourself, I am not confused. I don't walk in confusion. I don't walk in darkness. I am not confused. And if you believe that's for you, I am not confused. I am not confused. I am not confused. I'm not confused. I have the indwelling of the Spirit within me. 
I am not confused though. I'm not, I mean, I'm not confused though. I'm not. Look at. Let's see. Let's see the prayer of Paul in Ephesians one. That's our popular. You know. You know. That our popular. None of you know that one. You should be able to quote it by now. You too. Look at Ephesians one, verse fifteen to seventeen. It says, Wherefore, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love unto us it, cease not to give thanks for you, Hallelujah. making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. No, in the knowledge of him. That's where I want to stop. Look at Colossians 1.9. I want us to examine some things in Paul's prayer. Look at Colossians 1.9. Because we are still dealing with the Spirit. We are still explaining the Spirit. They will not move to the mind. Colossians 1.9. I need to explain to you in this series the mind. How does your mind play a role in the leading of the Spirit? Because many of you think... How many of you, you, get, you get confused with... I think it's my mind that told me. I think it's the spirit of God. It's my mind. It's my spirit of God. Uh, you can't still distinguish between us. We'll get there. That's the essence. Just follow through. If we can't get there, we can't obviously get there today, but we'll get there next week. We'll get there on Sunday. So, you say, ah, something will just come to you. You say, I thought about it. Really? Look at Colossians 1 9. It says, for this cause also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you are filled with all the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know, Paul could have been praying for them, that is the believers now in the church, that, to be given the Spirit. Because, look at something. Paul could have been praying for them that they should be given the Spirit. Look at Ephesians 1 verse 13. Look at Ephesians 1 verse 13. Because you know something? In Ephesians 1 verse 13, right? It says, In whom you also trusted, after you have heard the word of the gospel of salvation, in whom of all you have believed, you were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. You were You know, I think we need to re-examine some concept of eternal salvation again. I think we need to just deal with it and just let people know that you are sealed with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost cannot leave you. I will never forget when I, when I went to teach in that Yubibu's uh, place and uh, I was teaching them that they were sons of God and somebody would raise up their hand and say, No, I'm not a son. I'm a child. Eh? <laughs> I will never forget that day. So anyway, how will you say you are a son? That's blasphemy. Eh? <laughs> what did we carry? What did we throw? <laughs> so I said, that's blasphemy. That will you say such a thing? That's blasphemy. I said, ah. So, will you give birth to your child? And your child will now start growing to become your son. So the very first become child. <laughs> For the first 10 years of their life. Then later you will say, you are now my son. <laughs> So people in this world, we are sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. We are. 
So, you know, Paul could have been praying for them. That's just by the way, Sha. You know, Paul could have been praying for them that... that Paul could have been praying for them that they should be giving the Spirit. But he told them that they have received the Spirit. You know, Paul was not praying for them that you shall have the Spirit of God. I pray for you that you will... You know, how many of you have heard people pray prayer? I pray for more Spirit. Eh? More spirit. That, that, that your spirit will, your, the, the spirit will, will, will blow more. Yeah? There's a way they say it. It's, no, it's not more grace. It's more spirit. There's something about more spirit. Oh, more of your spirit. We ask for more of your spirit. Ah. Bible says, of him have we the fullness of him. Glory to God. Is it? Oh, you know, when they want to open the service, they say, now let's invite the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit left you. Now <laughs> you will not have to invite him. They after the service, you the Holy Spirit disappear back. <laughs> he told the <laughs> He spoke about how they were sealed with the Spirit. Let's examine something that Ephesians 1. Look at verse 3 of that Ephesians 1. It says, Blessed be the God of Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in all spiritual blessings. What's the Greek of spiritual? Pneumatical. I'm <laughs> learning fast, man. The Greek of spiritual is pneumaticos. It implies the things pertaining to the spirit, the things of the spirit. So that is, in context in verse 13, or in verse 3, let's explain it this way. In verse 3, if we want to see it in proper context, it will be, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with the blessings of his spirit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Or we will say, who has blessed us with the blessedness of his spirit in heavenly places in Christ. Because we have the indwelling of the spirit. We have the fullness of the spirit. Do you, I, I, how, many of you, if you, how many of you are getting this now? So if you want to examine that verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings? We can simply say, who has blessed us with the blessings of His Spirit? Does it make sense to you now? Who has blessed us with the blessings of His Spirit? In every or we can say, who has blessed us with the blessedness of His Spirit in every places in Christ Jesus? So, in other words now, the blessings of His Spirit, or the blessedness of His Spirit, is what Paul is referring to. As the blessing of the Spirit in Christ, that is the indwelling of the Spirit. So, and that's what the now Father explained to us in verse 13, where he says, uh, We are seen with the Holy Spirit. And in, the, in that verse, so the blessing of the Spirit, which was promised in the scripture, was fulfilled upon the resurrection. It was fulfilled upon the resurrection from the dead, and we receive it by faith in the gospel. The very moment we believe the gospel, we receive the blessedness of the Spirit. We receive the fullness of the Spirit. We receive the indwelling of the Spirit. We receive the blessings of the Spirit. All the blessings of the Spirit in every... We receive all of it. So, Paul invested in verse 17, when he was saying that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened, could not have been praying for them to be given the Spirit. You know in verse 17, look at it. If you read verse 17 in that Ephesians 1, 
where it says that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, it's as though he's praying for us to have a spirit of wisdom. A spirit. I don't know if you get it. When we have received the blessedness of the spirit, how many of you have thought like that before? You're just seeing it like this. You know, we've received this, we see, we see the spirit of, we receive the fullness of the spirit. Verse 3, we've received the blessedness of the spirit. We receive the, the whole indwelling of the spirit. But in verse 17, it's looking as though we are praying for his spirit. I don't even get what I'm saying. So, verse 17 would, Paul could not have been praying that prayer. That they should receive the, the, uh, the, they should receive the spirit of something. So, it was referring to the understanding and the wisdom of the spirit. What he was making them or praying for them about was that they will have the understanding and have the wisdom of the spirit. It's just as though you have something and not knowing how to use it or what the things entail. So what he was praying for them is that that your he was praying for the spirit of wisdom and uh, uh, the spirit of wisdom. Look at it. That he gave unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of it. So what it means is that he was rather praying for them for the understanding and the wisdom of the spirits. So that is the things part of or pertaining to the spirits that was received by the indwelling of the believer by faith in the gospel. He was praying for them that the wood have the understanding and the wisdom of the spirit does it make sense to you now does it make sense so was he praying for them to have the spirit are you getting it was he praying for them to have the spirit no say your answer now no he was not praying for them to have the spirit he was praying for them to have the understanding and the wisdom of the spirit so verse 17 we can now safely say Verse 17 can be understood as that God will give unto you. Look at it. That God, the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the wisdom of the Spirit, which is revelation in the knowledge of Him. Do you understand it? Let me come again. We can safely say, verse 17 can be. That the God of Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the wisdom of the Spirit, which is revelation in the knowledge of Him. Does it make sense to you now? The wisdom of the Spirit, which is revelation in the knowledge of Him. The wisdom of the Spirit, which is revelation in the knowledge of Him. So are we still praying for His Spirit? No. no. But we are rather praying for the wisdom of that Spirit. And the revelation and the knowledge of him. If you, if you get me to this point, let me see your hands. No, if you get me to this point, let me see your hands. Alright. So, you see, so are we praying for his spirit? No. Because we've received the indwelling of the spirit. We have the blessedness of the spirit. We have the fullness of the spirit. So, verse 17 will not be saying, Paul will not be telling us to pray that we should, that our eyes of the will be enlightened. That would, uh, that would, no, that he would not be praying that we should have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, but rather the wisdom of the spirit, which is the revelation, which is revelation in the knowledge of him. Because that is what is consistent in Paul's letter or in Paul's explanation. That we receive the spirit upon salvation. 
That is what is consistent with his letter, with his explanations. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.12. We were there earlier. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.12. It will make sense to you now that 1 Corinthians 2.12. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.12. Go there. 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now it will make sense to you. We're there earlier. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.12. It says, Now we have received the Spirit. We have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. Does it make sense to you now? Now let's see it with Ephesians 1 verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the wisdom of the Spirit in revelation, which is revelation in the knowledge of Him. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? If, if it makes sense to you, let me see your hands. Alright. Now, so the Spirit of the believer, which is the Spirit of God, knows the things of God. I will say it again. The spirit of the believer, which is the spirit of God, knows the things of God. The spirit of the believer, which is the spirit of God, knows the things of God. So say, I know the things of God. That is why I told you, like, like I was telling you on Sunday, you will know when you are making a mistake. You will. I said you were deaf to it. You will know when you are doing something wrong. You will. You and I know that same ability, it came upon us when, upon salvation. You and I will know. Even as an unbeliever, do you know before you believe the gospel, when you wanted to do something wrong, it's as though you even had a check. But because your heart was so dark, you didn't have one thing to prompt you and prompt you. Are you getting me? You will know. So I'll say it again the spirit of the believer. Which is the Spirit of God knows the things of God. Say, I know the things of God. 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 You know it. You know the things of God. So now let's examine that verse 18. Let's let's see it. It says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you will know. Enlightening is from the word. Enlightenment, ignorable It's from the word. Let's P H O T I Z O P H O T I Z O P H O T I Z O. Enlightenment is from the word P H O T I Z O. Sister Constant, go in. Fortizo. Glory to God. Fortizo. It means. You know, you said enlightenment. Sophizo, it means to illuminate, to give light, to give light, to shed light upon, to flash the light of day, to, to illuminate, to give light. That's the meaning of enlightened. To illuminate. Fortizo. 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 To illuminate. To, to, to shed light upon. <laughs> to give light. That's fortizo, enlighten. When it says that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened, that you will know. The word know is from the word eido. E-I-D-O. You should know that. Eido. 
E-I-D-O. I think I explained that in stability in prayer. E-I-D-O. Which implies to recollect, to realize, and appreciate. To recollect, to realize, and appreciate. So, this, this Eido deals with a mental appraisal of what is already known. This Eido deals with a mental appraisal of what is already known. It deals with a progressive insight of and into what is known into in our spirit. So, it deals with a progressive insight of what Progressing the inside of and into what is already known in our spirits. A progressive insight of what is already known in our spirits. It deals with a progressive insight of what is already known in our spirit. So, Paul could not have been referring to the spirit of the believer, which he taught as the spirit of God that knows the things of God, he, he, he could not have been referring to that they would pray for his spirit. Because that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened now is making us understand that it deals with a progressive insight of what is already known in our spirit. So by faith in the gospel, the light of the glorious gospel has already shone, shined in our hearts. And that has given us the ability to know things. It has. So you and I has the capacity. You know, I was seeing a post today. My subject is not prayer, but I, I just I just sense to say this. I saw a post today. Pastor Ibike was saying something, and he said it was on his WhatsApp post, and and that thing blessed me. He said it today, and I saw it, and, and that thing blessed me. He said, um. We as believers. No, it's not Pastor Ibeke, it's Pastor Abraham. He said that he was saying something that there was something about, and I, I'm saying this to you as, as he blessed me this afternoon. He said there was there's something about his a praying his praying parent, or and he says particularly his mom that makes him, makes her know things ahead of time. Because, and it's as though she's always on the edge. So, he now said, he knows it today because he's a believer. There is something about a man who gives his sense to prayer and who's sensitive with the Spirit. It's as though you, it's as though you are a step faster. And I'm saying this to you because you, there is something that came upon us on, on, at salvation that makes us no things. Do you know when something bad was to happen? You know. You were just not sensitive. Do you know when you're about to fall into a problem? You know. You know that wrong relationship you entered? You knew. Even people confirmed it with utterance for you. But. Some people are testifying. <laughs> but it's as though. You shunned death here to you. Brethren, pay attention. Work on your listening. Work on your listening. So you know. 
the spirit of the believer has been lifted up once and forever in Christ. It was lifted up with light. Remember this? Lovely light in the darkness. What's it say? Light in the darkness is a. No. What's the light? Is it light? Is it? No. The, the year. Like, hey. Uh, sorry, I know you. <laughs> so, it has been littered up. So look at, how was it littered up? Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 to 6. I'll soon be done so that we would, we'll would just pray. We'll just pray. Because we know things. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 to 6. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 to 6. It says, um, what does it say? It says, ah, but if our gospel it is it to them that are lost, in only God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So that light has shone on you upon salvation. So that is why the Bible says in Ephesians 5, 8, he says, you who were sometimes in darkness, he now says, we are now the light of the world. You were sometimes in darkness. That is why, remember our anchor text, where we started from John 8, that I, that I said, let's agree. But well, you do not agree. Okay? I'm agreeing <laughs> It's only you that agree, though. Others did not agree. Anyway, John 8 verse 12, where it says that, he, what does John need to say? John need to say. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness because you have believed the gospel. Do you get it? So you don't walk in darkness. Darkness can mean you don't walk in confusion. Darkness can mean you don't walk in darkness concerning a situation. So you see, look at the limitless possibilities that happen to you upon salvation. It's not material world, but do you know that if you follow this leading of the spirit, you can know if you are about to be scammed and you can know how to make money. Do you know? You're not gonna be like me. Remember, I share my story with you on Sunday. <laughs> All right, look at it. so we're called out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2, verse 9. It says, We are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We're called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So this will now lead us to explaining the mind, which I will take a bit now and I will explain it further next Sunday. The mind. Yeah, this favorite subject, I mean. <laughs> Alright, the mind. So the, so the prayer of Ephesians 1, verse 17 to 18 was for the mind of man. So the summary of what I've been trying to say since <laughs> was that the summary of Ephesians 1, 17 to 18, you know, we, we demystify Ephesians 1, 17 to 18 to mean that. Let's, let's see it again to mean that the wisdom of the spirit which is in the revelation which is revelation in the knowledge of him do you get it it was for the mind of man to come to the reality of the indwelling of the spirit that is nature that is his nature so the essence of that prayer was not for your spirit your spirit is complete was for your mind to comprehend it what is in your spirit that your mind will comprehend the realities of your spirit. Your mind will grasp the promptings of your spirit. 
Your mind will grasp the truth of redemptions in your spirit. Your mind will come to that acknowledgement. That's, so that enlightenment, what do we say enlightenment is for? For Tizo, right? So it means what? It means to give light, to illuminate, to shed light upon. What does no mean? No is from the Greek word eido. It means to recollect, to realize, to appreciate. And I explain to you that it means a mental appraiser of what is already known. And I say it deals progressive, it deals with a progressive insight of what is already known in our spirit. So that enlightenment is for the mind and not for his spirit. So, what needs to be enlightened? Your mind. Oh, thank God. You are a good student. So, what needs to be enlightened? So, when you are praying that prayer, that, my, that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened, that the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which is the, what is it for? Your mind. So, that enlightenment is for your mind and not the spirit. So the spirit of the believer, therefore, does not learn. Your spirit does not learn. Because your spirit is God's spirit. Do you know? Does God need to learn something? Ah, you're not talking to me. No. Your spirit is God's spirit. That's why it says, that's why we read that scripture. It says, you are the temple of God and God is in your spirit. So the spirit of the believer does not learn. Because by virtue of the new birth, he knows the things of God. By virtue of the new birth, you and I will know the things of God. By virtue of the new birth, you and I can distinguish that this is wrong, this is right. Do you know? Anna, thank you, Father. You know, you can be one, you can want to go out. And, she, and you might wear a sneaker. And say, Can you change it to a palm? Is it that palm is wrong? No. You know, I heard Reverend Naika say something someday, and that thing touched me. He said, There are women, there's a woman in men. And that woman is being led of God not to wear jewelries. No, I'm not saying denominations. All of those things that people will say they should be wearing masks, this skirt, and as a rule, I don't like no. There's also a bit that she knows the new creation reality, she knows the truth of, but she's just being led not to wear jewelries. I believe somebody like my mother is being led of God not to wear jewelry. Maybe she might backslide someday. I don't know, but because we are trying to get out of backslide. But she just said, when she was, I think when she said when she was in university, she just said, she just had one prompting in her spirit that she should not wear jerseys and she threw all her jewelry away. You know, people like that, you don't, it looks stupid. But you know how, what God has led you to do. That's why I told you, don't compare your life to another. And I'm saying this to say, don't now go and be complex, don't now go and relax and say, I'm not comparing my life when I'm not going to school. You know that's stupid. God will not lead you to not go to school. <laughs> God will not lead you to not take your classes and say, I'm being led of God to study right now when you ought to be to be study, to be reading. Or I'm being led of God to be praying right now when you ought to be reading. No. 
<laughs> I did not teach you that one. Me, I will misquote you if you fail your exam. <laughs> Some of you that have exam advice will tell you, don't, don't listen to any message. Don't even pray. Have I, I, I not done it for you? I, I should do it for you. Don't, don't, don't even say shala. Not because of bulu. <laughs> Just read our pass. Because it is not shala and bulu. <laughs> I will give you the example. It is what you read. Do you get it? So, the spirit of the believer does not need to name because by virtue of the new birth, he knows the things of God. Look at Romans 1. Look at Romans 1. Verse 12, 1 to 2. Romans 1. Romans 12, sorry. Verse 1 to 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service. And be not conformed into this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. That you will approve what is good, acceptable, perfect will of God. So therefore, this revelation that Paul prayed for in Ephesians 1, 17 to 18, will be that the spirit of the believer, which is the spirit of God, that knows the things of God, revealing to his mind the things of God. So why do we pray in tongues sometimes? So that our spirit can grab some things. Our mind can grab some things in the spirit. That is why, I don't know if you know that when you talk in tongues a whole lot, hours, it's as though things start prompting to your spirit. It's as though you just start, oh, some things also, you just say, oh, I never knew this. Or maybe the things you have forgotten start returning back. I don't know if you, I don't know if that has happened to you before. Because you are helping, what, what, is, what are you doing? You are helping your mind to grab something. Don't forget, when you speak in tongues, the Bible says the mind is unfruitful. But how big you speak mysteries? So what are you doing? It's as though you are speaking with tongues to help your mind grab some things. So it's as though you are just praying, especially when you are praying for long hours. It's as though you're just praying and oh, you're like oh oh. It happened to me. It's just like oh, we prayed for about twenty-four hours plus, and it's as though wow. Uh, it's as though I forgot something. And something you're returning back. You can't pray that long then. You won't know. You won't know. These are the things that won't come to your mind. You pray for about 24 hours, you pray for about 12 hours, you pray for 12 hours, stretch back to back. Do you get it? Things will return. Things you naturally need to do will come. Instructions. You know, so if you come to your mind, do you get it? That's why a believer should learn to talk in tongues a whole lot. I believe there are things that God will do in our day, in, our, in this year, in times to come. But only those who talk in tongues a lot will catch it. I believe so. I don't know if you believe so. Those who talk in tongues will catch, will catch it. Brethren, learn to talk in tongues a whole lot. As you are walking, as you are doing things, just in your personal private time, just talk in tongues a whole lot. Even if you are texting, just keep it. Keep your mouth moving, just under your breath. Do you get it? You know, even between your schoolwork, yes, I know you're trying to assimilate. Yeah, just, just talk in tongues. Do you get it? Just talk in tongues. Just 
Just talk in tongues. Just I about just talk in tongues. Let's let's just let's just talk in tongues some let's just let's just talk in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Eat your voices. Be focused. Be focused. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Don't don't be distracted. Just just talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Concentrate on your tongues. Be deliberate with your tongues. And just fix. Fix yourself. Lift your voices. So that you can, you can help your mind. Lift your voices. Fix yourself on your tongues. Fix yourself on your tongues. Just be deliberate. Be deliberate. Be deliberate. Prompt things. Prompt things. Be deliberate. Just, just talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Pray, pray, pray. Talk in tongues. Now listen to what I'm about to say. Revelation is the spirit communicating the will, mind, plans, and purposes of God to the mind. Revelation is the spirit communicating the will, mind, plans, and purposes of God to the mind. Revelation is the spirit communicating the will, mind, plans, and purposes of God to the mind. So God's leading, guidance, and direction in our spirit will be received is in our spirit. I will receive it. I will receive his leading in the mind. So our mind will play a major role. It will play a vital role in recognizing how to walk in God's guidance that is made available to us by the Spirit. Your mind will play a major role. A lot of us minds are distracted. A lot of us minds wander about. And I really don't blame you. Do I blame you? Because we live in a world where too many things happen to your mind. Too many informations, too many things. A guy what you listen to. You can always use the block button on your social media account. You can always know who you have, who you let to have access into your mind. You know, somebody can talk to you and what they say can affect your own mind for the rest of the day. How many of you that have happened to you before? They will just say something and your mind will just be unsettled. Guide your mind. We'll explore more of this next week. But be very sensitive with your mind. Be very, be very careful. Don't expose your mind to too many contradictions. Mind who you're listening to. Remember I told you that earlier on before the service. Or before, before I started teaching. Mind who you're listening to. Don't just listen to every preacher that is preaching grace. I'll be preaching new creation. You don't put yourself in confusion. Don't you, the mind has a no, the, the mind can't bear too many contradictions. Just be focused. The song, keep your focus. Tell your neighbor, say keep your focus. 
keep your focus. Keep it. Do you get it? Keep your focus. So your mind will play a vital role in understanding God's plan, God's leading, God's guidance for your life. Don't forget. So what is revelation? When you say, I caught a revelation. Revelation is the spirit communicating the will good plan, mind, for the purpose of God to the mind. i leave you one of the statements I wrote down in my book. There is no believer. And I heard this from Reverend Anayaka. And I, I just, and I just, I wrote it down to tell There is no believer that doesn't know what God said. There is no one. There is no believer that doesn't know what God said. You and I, you know what God said about your life. You and I, no, you, you know the next plan to take. And say you want to, and say, be, do you know why you do not, why you are not taking some plans? Or why you it look as though you are confused? Do you know why? Because you have too many options. And it's you that created the options. You knew what God wanted you to do. A lot of believers are falling into the ditch today. And it's as though they don't know how to help themselves out. There's always a way out. I trust, I, I don't know how to say this, but I know some people are falling into wrong problems and this. They don't know how to, to come out of it. You see, I, I know something. Trust God. God turns things around. God turns things around. These teachings of the leader are three teachings you should listen to at least every three months. Just, just because we are faced with life challenges every day. You wake up in the morning, also and bozo. You know, you will need to make decisions at, at least almost every week. Do you get it? Try as much as possible to accustom you. Because you are not an expert, because your mind is an issue. Do you get it? So try. Just I will ensure that we ensure that this teaching is how to release. Release. We just put it so, so that so that you can just listen. And it will help you. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. You know what we want to do? We want to, we want to cause our mind to be quiet. But I don't know. We just let's just use the initiative. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's let's cause our mind to be quiet, to listen and be receptive to God's Spirit. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost that our mind is quiet. Every confusion contract, I'm, I'm skeptical to say, well, everything, everything that's supposed not to be in our mind should go. <laughs> I don't know if you get it. We want to evoke that by fire now. <laughs> everything that, <laughs> I'm just joking. But everything that, Father, what you have not, what you, what, 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 what you've not planted in our heart, since you've not planted in our heart, <laughs> please take it off. <laughs> Let it just go. Let us not think about it anymore. Let us not remember it anymore. So, there's something I heard from Reverend Anika. Thank God I remember this. Thank you, Father. Sometimes you have forgotten some things. Right? You've forgotten some things. And it's as though you want to awaken it, but you want to remember. You want to remember. Reverend Anika says, he said, and, 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 I, and I learned from that. He said, as far as I've not forgotten to pray, I have not forgotten to study. I didn't forget to eat. 
I didn't forget to go to work. Then that thing is not necessary. Let it go. You know, sometimes it might be as though you woke up and you planned, you plan with a friend that I want to meet you up tomorrow. Let's plan, let's see. And the, day, the next day you woke up, you're like, Oh, did we plan it? Like, Let me now go. You're not awaking the plan. There's something bad now happened. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I said it to... And I was... I even forgot. If you have forgotten it, forget. Do you know that? If you have set, if you have set yourself to pray and you say, Let me wake up at 2 a.m. Do you know you wake up without an alarm? You've said, you say, I'm praying by 2 a.m. But you know, is it is that we don't sleep back? There is something in the spirit of God that helps the believer. Ah, you, we, you know what? We, you know, as I'm teaching you, it's not as though, ah, I'm not taking too much advantage of this. It happens to every one of us, the mind. So, why is it as though some believers are more on the edge than some others? It's because they're taking more advantage of many things than you. Are you getting this now? I will say that story that Reverend Naika said again. He said, if you forget something, I, I don't know where I heard it from. I, I've heard it some years ago, and, and this thing guides me many a time. He said, if as far I, 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 as, far as I, I woke up in the morning, I don't forget to pray. I don't forget to study. I don't forget that I have to go to work. I don't forget to eat. He said, if, if he forgets something, and he said, it's not as though he deliberately forget to. Something he has planned, scared, and he just escaped his mind. He said, he let it go. He doesn't let it, he doesn't try to remember. Learn to be very sensitive with the Spirit of God. So let's, let's just pray. Let's, this series is carrying too many things, right? I don't even know that this, starting from Sunday, is as though there's, there's just so much. And I believe I, I, I believe I've not even shared so much. I believe just just pay attention in this series. Do you get it? It's just do you remember I told you this year none of us will be confused. We'll, we'll walk in so much light. So much. So much. So much. Let's just pray that the things that we are not supposed to do, the things that uh, do you remember what I said? Let's just pray that let's just pray in the Holy Ghost about that our mind is stable, is fixed, our focus is fixed. Things we are not, things we don't, things that we do, that, that God, you don't want us to remember, that you don't want us to do. Let's forget. You get it? Something like that. I don't know how to word the prayer, but you, you have the understanding of what I want us to pray about. I mean, all right, let's, let's pray. Lift your voices. Let's, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just pray. Shaskaba, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray. Focus, focus, focus. Keep your focus in as you're praying. Keep your focus as you're praying. Keep your focus as you pray. Mountain for Pascal, the mountain for Pascal. Keep your focus as you pray. Keep your focus as you pray. Keep your focus as you pray. Mountain for Pray, pray, pray. 
Agree. 